welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. How are you, Michelle? All right? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I can't believe it's Friday. And we're so sorry, actually. We should say we missed one podcast episode because we had it planned and then Michelle was busy and then I was busy and we just couldn't get a time together. Well, we both went to the Arnold's, didn't we, we did. and stuff. And I was yeah. there for the whole weekend. So, um, yeah, apologies. Yeah, apologies about that. But we are back today with yeah we've got something different for you today lighten the mood um yeah, i'm gonna lighten the mood we've got some, <laughs> some listener questions or some follower questions that we've been sent in but we also have got a list of questions that we've written for each other which we haven't seen random questions like nothing to do with health and fitness really but we just thought We've had this podcast going for quite a long time now, and it's just a chance for you to get to know us a little bit more with just some fun. So we're going to start with that, then move into our follower questions. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, none of us have any idea what questions <laughs> we put down. And there's no, um, like, topic or anything. They're just completely random. But, um, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous, too. <laughs> I hate answering things on the spot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, who's going first? I'll go first. Get my questions out of the way. What you want me to ask your questions? No, I'll ask. I'll ask my questions to you. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Ready? So, question number one: Would you want one? <laughs> would you want one big toe or a hundred little toes? <laughs> um, I think I'd want one big toe. <laughs> Right, if you was invisible for one day, what would you... <laughs> if you was invisible for one day, what would you do? If I was invisible for one day, oh my god. She'd eat all the food. Oh, <laughs> Shout it, she'd eat all I the food. <laughs> I probably would, to be fair. I'd probably just go in all my favourite like junk food shops and eat what I wanted so no one could see. No, I don't know. I have no idea what I would actually do. Um I'd be a fly on the wall somewhere. But I don't know where. I don't know. <laughs> I'm rubbish at these questions. If you were on a desert island, what three things would you take? Um, I would probably take my Kindle with unlimited books downloaded onto it so I can like read a lot. And I'd have like a power battery on it. That doesn't count as <sighs> a second item. <laughs> um I'm assuming that there would be no mobile phone signal, so there would be no point in taking my mobile phone. No. So I'd probably take... Your um, dressing gown? <laughs> I wouldn't take my dressing gown. I would take practical things. I would take a fire lighter, and I'd okay. also take a tin, like a saucepan or something, so I could pick up water. <laughs> Because nice I've watched every season of Naked and Afraid, and these are the things that they need. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that. So yeah, I've been taking tips. So if I'm ever stuck on a desert island, I'll know some things. <laughs> nice. So you're having a dinner party. You can invite any three people, dead or alive. Who would you invite? 
Um, I would invite Eminem because I was obsessed with him for my whole life and I still love his music and I think he's really clever and I'd like to speak to him more. I'd probably invite... Um, oh... This is really hard. How do you think of these things? Who else would I invite? It's not that many people. I'm quite antisocial. <laughs> Eminem would definitely be one. Who else? What females do I like? Um, I'd probably invite... I don't know. Maybe Larissa Reese because... I was I, just thinking that, you know? Yeah, I was obsessed with her and I've got her tattooed on my arm and even though she's gone a little bit into the um, eco side of things than I would like, I just always used to be obsessed with her, her body. I think she stands for good values and good morals and she's Brazilian and I could learn training tips from her. So yeah, I would probably invite Larissa. Larissa... Or maybe Martin McDonald, you can get him drunk and get him to give you the answers to the... <laughs> the test. The test. <laughs> that is a good one, actually. Yeah, Martin McDonald. <laughs> and also I could just pick his brain on absolutely every question yeah. I've got all night. I think that would be good. So I'd have some inspiration there. I'd have some music inspiration and like childhood memories and then some education. <laughs> Awesome. So this one, so you're on your walk, you're on your own, there's no one around, you come across a giant bar of unopened biscoff, would you pick it up and take it home? A hundred percent. Think about that. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, so what colour is your toothbrush? Uh, why are you asking me that? <laughs> why, what colour? Right, when we went to London and you were, because you're always walking in front of me because you knew the way, and you're going past me, a little case, and I always wondered, I wonder what kind of toothbrush you've got there. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is really random, and I never thought that about you. <laughs> My toothbrush is white with a tiny red ring around it because me and Ron have got the Oral B. Uh, um, me and Phil got the blue and pink. Yeah, so he has, oh no, mine is. Mine is yellow and his is red, sorry. So I've got a little yellow ring. But apart from that, it's all white. <laughs> nice, thanks. I've always wondered that. <laughs> so if a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, who would I want to play me? Um, oh, God. I don't know. Maybe J-Lo. <laughs> nice. Because she's awesome. She's awesome at singing. She looks amazing. And I really like her. I, I watched one of her first ever movies that she did called Selena or Serena. Oh, yeah. And um, it was really good. I really like her as a singer. And I like her. An actress, yeah. And she never... She's got like a young looking face. She's like in her 50s. She still looks really young. Everyone knows yeah. I've got a baby face. So maybe she would be perfect. <laughs> awesome. So number nine, what is your favourite joke? <laughs> okay. This is the only one I can ever remember. And I'm really bad at it. I've got two. But 
my first what can I say two because I got yeah, two go a chicken walked into a library and he came out with a book under his wing when he was crossing the road he bumped into a frog and the chicken said to the frog book book and the frog said read it read it <laughs> And the other one is, oh, I'm probably going to really mess this up, but there was a really, really rich man. He was lying in the bath and he rang his bell to call his butler Waddle into the bathroom. And he said to Waddle, please, can you go to the shop for me and get me a loaf of bread, a pint of milk? And I think that's it. (laughs) I'm rubbish at jokes. (laughs) Anyway, Waddle went off to the shop and he came back later and he said, Hi, sir. I've got your loaf of bread. I've got your pint of milk and your hot water bottle. Oh, I missed out. I missed out the one part of the joke and I do that all the time. Sorry, rewind. As Waddle was leaving the bathroom the first time, the rich man farted in the bath. (laughs) So when Waddle came back, he said, I've got your loaf of bread, your pint of milk and your hot water bottle. And the rich man said, I didn't ask for a hot water bottle. And he said, yes, you did. As I was leaving the bathroom, you said, hot water bottle waddle. (laughs) (laughs) One of my uncles told me that when I was really young and I've literally never forgotten it. (laughs) And I'm really shit at telling jokes, as you can tell. So sorry about that. Oh, not the best. Okay, last one. If you could choose one nickname for yourself, what would it be? If I could choose one, well, it wouldn't be Stressy Jessie, as I was before, <laughs> and it wouldn't be called What's It either, um, or Beetroot Face, which were all things I was called in school, which were nice. Uh. Um, I, I don't know. God, I've never had like a proper nickname. I just like being called JP. <laughs> there you go then. There's your nickname. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. Well done, Jess. Oh yay! I was really rubbish. I'm so bad at answering questions on the spot. Yeah, they weren't too bad, were they? One too bad, no. But okay. My question, Uh-oh. my first question is so weird, is really similar to the first question that you asked me, which is why I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Slightly different, but here we go, okay? Go on then. Would you rather fingers for ears or ears for fingers? Oh. <laughs> so fingers for ears. Yeah. Ears for fingers. Ears for fingers, I think. Pick more. Would you do? Yeah. You could like wear loads of hats and have some massive hairstyle that covered your fingers. <laughs> you can't hide an ear on a hat. <laughs> and I would you pick things up. I guess you'll have a spoon. You'll have a spoon, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be all right eating your your yogurt and your oats. (laughs) Yeah, some fingers would be a bit weird, actually, wouldn't it? But I'll go with it. You're going with it. All right, cool. Okay, what was your least favourite food as a child? And do you still hate it or do you love it now? Least favourite food as a child? Um... Oh, it was probably actually, and my jaw just aches thinking about it. My mum's steak. My mum overcooks everything, cremates it. And I always remember as a kid, me, my brother, my sister, we hated steak because it was just solid. Um, and your jaw would ache, I'm not exaggerating. And when I met Phil, 
I told him I didn't like steak and he's a massive steak lover and you just couldn't understand why I didn't like steak. So the one day we had steak in a restaurant and he has his medium. Um, and I've always been brought up like red meat, there's not, there's undercooked, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so he was like, just close your eyes um, and just pretend that, you know, you haven't seen that it's red in the middle. Um, so I closed my eyes and I absolutely love medium, medium steak. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, I cremate everything I eat, which is probably why I don't like steak as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why people can do it. No, oh, I cremate my chicken. Like, like I'll just make sure it's cooked. <laughs> so oh, that's why that's how I've been brought up, like not to time everything, just chuck everything on full heat <laughs> and just check it whenever. Phil, Phil goes mad, he's like, I know we got left on that. I was like, I don't know, I'll just check it when I think it's ready. <laughs> 180 degrees for 20 minutes, then you check it. Everything <laughs> in life. <laughs> okay, what is your favourite sandwich? Oh, it does change, but at the minute, my favourite sandwich is ham and cheese. But it's got to be on, like, multi-green bread, is it? Yeah. I can't think it was yeah. called. Like in the purple packet for ham and cheese. It used to be, and I've eaten it too much, it used to be ham in Philadelphia. Kind of still cheese, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But I've eaten it so much, I used to eat it so much that I've just gone off it. But ham and cheese, my favourite sandwich. Cool. You can't beat a ham and cheese sandwich. No, uh, what is your Nando's order? Oh, it does change, but what I've ordered the most is the um, butterfly chicken, medium, peri salt chips and macho peas. Sometimes I'll mix it up because I do like to try new things. Sometimes I'll have like a new side or something. Yeah. Or sometimes if I'm um, being a bit greedy, I'll get extra calories. I'll add halloumi on as well. I, I always but add But that is my usual standard order. Or sometimes I'll swap the chips for um, spicy rice. But the spice, because I thought I was saving calories. It's why I used to do it. But the actual spicy rice and the chips, is not that many calories between them. No, there's Come not on. there. No. I love creamy mash. Creamy mash. Oh, you do, yeah. Little mash. Yeah, love it. Yeah, butterfly chicken, uh, medium, uh, peri salt chips and macho peas. Okay. Would you prefer to do a thousand burpees or five thousand crunches? Do you know what? I don't actually mind a burpee now after starting CrossFit. And I don't find them as hard because I'm getting a bit fitter. So I prefer burpees. Okay. Yeah, 5,000 crunches, you wouldn't be able to laugh or sneeze. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a hidden talent? Um, no, but I'm double-jointed, so I can, like, bend oh, oh, gross. parts okay. of my, like, my bones and stuff. Michelle's oh, <laughs> demoing me over the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can bend, like, the tips of my fingers and move my, and my toes as well. My toes separate, and I can, like, pick stuff up with my toes. Can you your elbow right round? Well, my arm's twisted anyway. Um, kind of. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like kind of double-jointed. Okay, cool. Um, have you read a book that has changed your life? Ooh, interesting. I've read... Not they have... Changed my life a little bit, I guess. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Because oh, I yeah, I've read that. Fuck and Actually, I listened to it on audiobook. But yeah. 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 
so that now so I don't um, you know there's stuff in there that I've implemented so wouldn't say like change my life but it has changed my ways yeah. and how I think and stuff so yeah I guess it has kind of changed my life oh cool um what habits do you wish you didn't have uh, interesting <laughs> I used to smoke which I don't anymore all right, but you don't have that was a habit I wish I never started. Um, yeah. I, that was like 15 years ago, I gave it up. Um, what habits have I got? Taking ham out the fridge <laughs> as one of them. <laughs> oh, what habits have I got that I wish I didn't have? Hmm, interesting. I do always see the chip off Phil's plate. Do you? I don't, wish I didn't, don't wish I didn't have that. That's not a bad habit to have. Oh, I don't know. Smoking is the one I wish I never started. That's yeah. the habit I haven't got at the minute. Um, or I won't have ever again. Um, a habit. I think for me, my bad habit is procrastinating and then being like late for absolutely everything. But you're not like that. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I don't know if it's a habit, but I'm always early for everything like even though I know you're going to be late I still got to be like 20 minutes early <laughs> and then I turn up 20 minutes early and I'm annoyed that I turn up 20 minutes early because I know you're going to be late but I still turn up early it's like the doctors I know the doctors are probably going to call me half an hour after my time but I'll still turn up like 25 minutes early <laughs> oh my god do you I'm in like bang on the time I'm like got an appointment now 12 o'clock it's 12 o'clock now or it's 1201 <laughs> okay um what would be your death row meal oh sunday dinner i absolutely love really to have a last dinner yeah it'd have to be a sunday dinner probably my mom's as well okay. my mom's good, good sunday dinner a beef it needs to be beef okay cool <laughs> <laughs> and some mint sauce. And some mint sauce, yeah. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, I'm really nosy. So it's have to be um, either like read people's minds um, or be invisible. Probably read people's minds, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like to know what people like think and stuff. Um, yeah, I think read people's mind just because I'm nosy. I like yeah, I think that's a good one. I've still been sat here the entire time thinking, what would I do if I was invisible today? <laughs> and I, let, I honestly just don't know what I'd do because there's just too many options. I'd probably go and like, I don't know, just maybe go and spy on like top athletes you know or people that I aspire to be like and just watch their training sessions and how they go and any struggles that they have and things like that I don't know it's really boring but <laughs> I, I, that's going to literally bug me all weekend next week if I've thought of something better I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. well that was all my questions so oh, uh, oh, no, it wasn't too bad I was I was nervous I was nervous as well. But yeah, that wasn't too bad. We did all right. And at least now you know what colour my toothbrush is. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was just playing on my mind. You just needed to know what colour toothbrush you had. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Fun. So, fun questions are done. We're going to go into the real questions that some of you have asked us. Um, so, the first question is Do we have to track calories to lose fat? Um, do you have to? No. Is it recommended? Yes. Now, if you're new to flexible dieting and tracking, um, if you may be someone that's always done Slimming World or you follow a structured diet plan um, and you're now moving away from that, absolutely yes, you need to track. Because, for instance, say for instance you work out your calories, your calories are, I'm just picking a number at the year, 1,600. Now, you're not going to really know what 1,600 calories look like. You're not going to really know portion sizes, how much protein you need to have to hit your protein goal. Um, so I absolutely recommend you track for at least a couple of months consistently because tracking consistently for a few months you get to know your portion sizes you get to know how much protein you can have how much carbs you can have how many snacks you can fit into your calories um so yeah absolutely track but it's not forever tracking is not forever i've got clients that eat intuitively they've tracked for a while um i've got one emma she's been with me for three years She's on a fat loss. She lost two pounds this week. She lost measurements. She looks better and she doesn't track. Sometimes she'll track now and then just to make sure if she thinks she's maybe slipping away or if she changed her food choices, she'll put them in my fitness pal just to see if she's on the right track. Um, but no, so do you have to track? No, is it recommended? Yes, but tracking is not forever. So if you track consistently for a few months, like I just said, you get to know your portion sizes. You'll be able to just eyeball food. You'll be able to cook your dinner and just be like, right, yeah, that's uh, average pro protein size. That's about the amount of carbs I have. And then fill the rest of your plate up with veg. You'll just get to know um, your portion sizes. And then you can go on to intuitive eating because nobody wants to track on my fitness pal forever. But absolutely start tracking your food to begin with. Any thoughts on that, Jess? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, as you've said, you don't have to and you can make some progress without tracking by making like, you know, small changes like currently if you're not. Yeah, if you're not doing any walking currently for a day, for example, just by adding a 30 minute walk to your day, you could be increasing your energy expenditure and you could lose fat. Or if you, you know, you're currently doing 5,000 steps and you add an extra 2,000 onto it, then that's going to help. You can make alternative swaps, you know, swapping sugar to sweetener, swapping whole milk to skimmed milk or almond milk. Um, you can stick to having three meals and two snacks, but making those snacks, you know, like fruit and some baby bell to get your protein in and look at filling up half of your plate with vegetables. You can do all of that, but it is much more difficult to keep making progress that way especially if you're not a person that eats the same sort of thing over and over again like some people are a bit more structured like me I even if I'm not tracking I'm still quite structured in how I eat because I'm really yeah, bored same. Eat the same things so it would be easier for me to think all right I know I'll change this one thing up and you know like if I ate I've got a client actually who was eating a chocolate bar every single night she's not currently tracking so we were like, she's hit a bit of a plateau. So it's difficult now without knowing what calories. So we're looking at tracking, you know, one or two days a week to give me an idea of the calorie intake. And one of our first suggestions is, okay, well, let's take the crunchy out or swap that for something else that's 100 calories lower. So over the course of the week, we've dropped that down because she ate one every day. 
but yeah it's much more difficult and i just think i completely agree that tracking for a few months is just so eye-opening and you're going to get so many benefits and you're going to learn the portion sizes and i think be able to have much more it sounds silly but i think tracking will give you much more flexibility rather than just have three meals and two snacks because you're going to be limiting yourself then and it's going to be i think i would feel more restricted doing that than tracking <laughs> and eating yeah how I wanted to eat because it's a bit more difficult to manage. So yeah, I think what gets measured gets managed much, much easier. And if you've got a fat loss goal, then I think, you know, unless you've got some history with eating disorders or things like that, in which case it wouldn't be advised, obviously. Um, But for most people, I would suggest tracking is the best way to begin. And like you said, Michelle, it's just not forever. Um, you'll learn stuff and you'll find it eye-opening. Do that consistently for a good while. And I think it's good to track while you're going through the fat loss phase and then for the reverse diet as well. Back up so you've got your normal calories and then you can live normally and eat intuitively. But everybody's different, but I think it's easier, so much easier. Yeah, I like tracking, to be honest. And me, and me. Because I want to make sure my protein is high enough as well. You know, it's not just the calories, is it? And it's difficult. And I find that people who do eat intuitively, they're thinking they're eating plenty of protein. When actually, if you track the odd day and add it up, it's nowhere near where it needs to be. And you can think you're eating a lot of protein without actually eating it so there's a lot of things to consider and even you know looking at fiber and your dietary fat intake i think having the figures even though they might not be 100 percent accurate but you've got a better estimate yeah. you just yeah seeing then if you know tracking for a couple of months you'll just get to know um how much fruit and veg you need to eat to hit your fiber how much protein you need to hit averagely to hit your protein um, but at the beginning, yeah, I get all my clients. Obviously, it is dependent if somebody's got, um, like Jess said, a uh, history of eating disorders. Yeah, don't track. It's not for you. But for the majority of people, yeah, I get all my clients to track to begin with. And I've got a handful of them now who don't track. Um, and I've got a client who she started with me and she said, look, I don't want to track my food. So I give her some guidelines. She lost two and a half a stone eating intuitively. Um, so it is done with some guidance, but yeah, absolutely track to begin with. Um, and then maybe when you want to move away from tracking, maybe don't track a couple of meals, maybe move away from not tracking like your dinner or one or two snacks or just don't track one or two days of the week. And then you can start moving away from it completely. But at the beginning, absolutely track. You'd be surprised how <laughs> no, much like your nuts weigh and how many calories are in them. Well, yeah, I think so. Butter is something that most yeah. people say to me, oh my God, I didn't realize I was eating like over a hundred calories in butter on my toast. <laughs> and you just don't. Years ago when I was given um, calories or macros, I was, I think I had a diet plan given to me. And I think I was told to eat like 10 grams of butter or something, but I would just, I was like, I can't be bothered to weigh the butter. I'll just chuck it on. I, I'll eat, I'll aim for a roughly the same amount every time. When I actually did track how much butter I was having, it was more like 20 to 25 because I like a lot of butter. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's way more than what I'm supposed to be having. So I definitely started tracking it from then on. But I just was naive to it, basically. 
And it's things like that that people just don't think about, which when you are actively tracking and, you know, putting everything that's going into your mouth into my fitness pal and thinking about it, that's when you realize because if you're not tracking, you can be like, why am I not losing weight? I've made this swap. I've made this swap. And you might not even think about something as simple as, you know, spreading your butter a little thinner on your toast. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, exactly. definitely eye opening. Okay. Awesome. The next question we got is does sleep affect fat loss? And with sleep, I think it's mostly a case of the consequences of not getting enough sleep rather than the sleep itself. Yeah. So as adults, we are given a guideline of around seven to nine hours sleep a night. Um, but there are some studies that have shown that people who are not getting near that, you know, who are a little bit more sleep deprived do struggle to lose weight. And there can be a number of reasons for this. One of the biggest reasons is that when we are, sleep deprived our levels of leptin and ghrelin um, go out of balance so our leptin levels lower leptin keeps us feeling full and our ghrelin hormone levels rise and the devil the devil yeah <laughs> so ghrelin is known as the hunger hormone and when we are sleep deprived those levels are going to rise and that's why sometimes if you've had like a really bad night's sleep or a bad week of sleep you'll feel ravenous, you know, you'll, you tend to feel cold, you tend to feel hungry, no matter what you're eating, you're still starving. And that can inevitably then lead to you snacking more, maybe having bigger portion sizes, opting for more sugary treats than what you would normally have. And I think one of the studies actually showed that the part of your brain that um, is responsible for, you know, like the feeling of reward, that's more active in the response to food when you're sleep deprived. So like, that's why eating those sugary treats, it just feels so good because that part of the brain is like actively kicking in and it feels like it's being rewarded. So basically when you're tired, you're more likely to eat more and snack more, have a higher amount of calories and therefore probably pushing yourself further and further out of your calorie deficit. And, you know, depending on how much you are snacking, potentially up, either at maintenance or into a surplus, which obviously isn't going to help you lose fat. And then equally as well, when you are sleep deprived, your cortisol levels are going to spike, which can have an impact on your metabolism. Um, lack of sleep interrupts the process with insulin, breaking down the food in the body into energy and can start then storing it into fat. So it's basically ensuring that you get an adequate sleep. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose weight but the negative effects on your metabolism can be a trigger can be a contributing factor in weight gain if you are sleep deprived. So it's all of the consequences of not getting enough sleep, which add up. And I think a few years ago, it was seen as quite cool. You know, on social media, you'd see people bragging about, I, I only had four hours sleep. I don't sleep very much. Or, you know, business people did it. You know, I'm successful to be successful. You sleep for four to five hours a night. And then fitness people doing it as well. I used to see it all the time, like bragging. Yeah. You know, I was up at 4 a.m. doing my cardio and I went to bed at 1, 1 a.m. And I'm like, well, that's not anything to brag about. So don't be like that. <laughs> Hopefully no, don't. move away now. And I am seeing, you know, recovery and sleep and stuff is being promoted more, which is good because that was a stupid thing. So getting a good sleep is important for general health and fat loss, basically. And 
if you are on a fat loss journey, then absolutely prioritize your sleep. And I'm guilty of it as well. Sometimes I'll get into a habit of going to bed a little bit late, working too late and my sleep is rubbish. But for the past week or two, two weeks, I've been really focusing on trying to get over seven hours, seven to eight hours sleep a night and like good quality sleep, trying to implement a nighttime routine. And I'm still, you know, it's still a work in progress. I'm not amazing at it, but I feel so much better and, you know, got more energy to exercise and put, I can put more effort into my workouts and all of that as well. So all of that's going to have a positive impact. Um, But yeah, I just think that was such a negative thing that we used to see on social media, wasn't it? With people. Oh yeah. Thinking they were cool because they only had two hours sleep. Oh, I'm surviving on an hour sleep. I've had so much coffee. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool at all. It's um, in fact hindering your progress. And if you actually had the extra few hours sleep, you probably would make quicker progress than forcing yourself up after three hours sleep and doing cardio. Yeah. Which is Especially if you're weight training as well. It's just the process of the exactly. you know, you know rebuilding of the muscles. So you just need sleep. And I feel the difference if I have a rubbish night's sleep, like hunger wise. And definitely, and food choices. You know, I might put a bit of extra chocolate on my breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it's so true. And what was I going to say then? Actually, yeah, when um, I was looking into that before, some of the studies have shown that people who are sleep deprived they lose more muscle tissue as well as fat tissue. So people who are getting good sleep, they're losing pure fat, you know, in in their weight loss rather than just fat and muscle and obviously everybody's goal is to look nice and toned we don't like the word but toned everybody understands what it means if you want to look toned and defined and like sculpted you need that muscle tissue to be there you can't afford to be losing it so yeah so important yeah 100 percent awesome i think you covered that well so next question um so how do I increase my energy as I feel too tired to exercise? Now, sleep, if you was a client of mine, um, there was a few things that I would look into. So I would look into, I'd ask you about your sleep. What time do you go to bed? What time do you wake up? Are you in a good quality sleep? Um, so sleep could be why you're too tired. Um, another one is your carb intake because um carbs are the body's energy source and just your overall calorie intake are you one get enough calories to give you the energy for your sessions um what's your carb intake like um so yeah so basically they're the main things that i would look at first is your sleep are you getting good quality sleep um is it broken uh, what time are you going to bed what time you're waking up or you sat in bed on your phone um your overall calorie intake Make sure that you're getting enough. Maybe the calorie deficit you're on is too big for you right now. You just haven't got enough energy to get for your training sessions. Um, carbs. Um, maybe your carb intake is quite low. Maybe you're not having carbs around your training times. Um, so basically, that's the main things that I would look at first. Um, what would you look at, Jess, if somebody, when your clients asked you that question? Yeah, all of those. Um, and I think water is massively underrated yeah. as well. If you're dehydrated and I think people think dehydrated is this big thing where they're going to notice like you can be dehydrated and go about your day your daily life (laughs) um dehydration can lead to fatigue and you know that's going to have a massive impact on 
your overall energy for the day is going to have an impact while you're working, while you're in the training session. So I would recommend, you know, tracking your water, trying to increase that and, you know, using those bottles with the measures on and trying to drink X amount by midday and, um, obviously getting adequate sleep we mentioned perhaps work out earlier in the day if working out is you know if you're too tired to work out can you work out first thing in the morning so you're not there or vice versa you know you might yeah, yeah yeah or vice versa whichever works best for you and then as well supplementing with vitamin d things mm -hmm. like that vitamin d is so important especially for us in the uk we don't have much sunlight now we're heading into winter you know it's going to be dark in the mornings dark in the night we're not going to see it so definitely start supplementing with vitamin d as well but yeah all of those things is a multiple multiple factors but you definitely need to make sure you're fueling your body properly you're hydrated you get an adequate sleep if you've got all those nailed then you should have good energy to to train yeah sometimes i think we can like everybody feels a little bit tired after working all day you know i sit at the laptop for hours and very often i'm like oh i'm tired i could not train now but then you're mentally fatigued not physically fatigued exactly i can actually go and i always go and i do my session it's always really good it's just you're mentally fatigued like you just said just mm -hmm. from sitting there and and in fact going out and doing your workout is the best possible thing you can do at that time yeah make you the feel thing is we because obviously like Jessica said when we sat on our desk all day we mistake mentally fatigued for physical fatigue because it feels the same but of course you've got enough energy you've been sat down all day so if you yeah. just get up get your gym bag and just go to the gym you'll find that you will have enough energy to do that session it could be that Maybe you've got a big project on at work and your mind is just drained, but your body isn't. You've basically been sat down all day. So it could just be that. Yeah. And going to the gym, if you have got a big project on or anything like that, like having that hour out where you're not thinking of anything yeah. is going to have such a positive impact. You know, you're going to get your adrenaline up. You're going to be feeling good. You're just going to be sweating and just making progress in accordance with your goals as well which is going to have a positive impact on that mental state as well. So yeah, get up and do it if, uh, unless you're suffering. And, you know, if you've got all of those things really nailed and your lack of energy is like really getting you down, then it's a trip to the GP yeah. <laughs> just to, to get everything checked out. I would suggest because, you know, if you're fully hydrated, getting really good sleep and all of that other stuff, then, get to the doctors just to get you know hormones checked and things like that make sure nothing is going on yeah or maybe look at train changing your training maybe you're doing um a training plan or you're doing an exercise or you know um a class you don't actually enjoy maybe they you just like me i've got a recently changed sorry alexa was just that was alexa <laughs> <laughs> that was weird Maybe it was something they don't just enjoy anymore because I was long as then didn't go into the gym, I just didn't enjoy it. I'd be sat in there procrastinating and be like, just don't want to go. I don't enjoy it anymore. Now I enjoy CrossFit and I love it. So maybe try something else, try a different class. If you've got a coach, speak to your coach to maybe give you a different training plan. Um it could be that you're just bored of your training plan and you might need a, a little change up. Yeah, that's a really good shout, actually. Good one because that can just make you feel like mentally like you don't want to go and then you've got every 
excuse, you know, I'm tired, I'm drained, I've got a headache and <laughs> all of that stuff. So yeah, if you want to go though, you'll like be ready and rearing for it, won't you? Um, okay, anything else on that one or shall I move on? No, we can move on. Okay, next question then. I've got an all or nothing approach and how can I get out of this cycle? So I'm either I all to... or I'm not I at all. <laughs> yeah. I, <used> to... <laughs> I think this is something that everyone has struggled with at some points. I certainly have. You're saying you have, Michelle. And, you know, for me, it does creep back now and again as well. Like, I'm not perfect. I haven't got rid of it forever but I'm much more conscious of it these days and it doesn't take over my life. And if I feel like I'm starting to get like that, I'm, I'm able to like recognize it and have a word, but no one's perfect when it comes to that. But I think that is the point, isn't it? We all, and I think the main thing is that we all put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect, to be a hundred percent on point. So then when life does inevitably get in the way, um that's when we really start to struggle then you know like michelle with you um well and me actually i used to do the same when we'd take tupperware to an event or stress out yeah. if someone asked us to go somewhere and i think for me it was about realizing that i just set myself unrealistic expectations all the time so i'd like be trying to kill myself to get to this goal you know i'd set myself a goal to lose x amount of weight within the next eight weeks and it would be stupid goal and I'd have to do like endless cardio. At one point I used to do like a 10K run every day in the gym. And then I'd do like two or three back-to-back -back classes of like boxer size. Then I'd do Tabata. Then I'd do an ab workout at the end. I'd be there hours trying to get, but I could only keep that up for a short while because after a while you just can't sustain that level and it's unrealistic. Yeah. So by doing that, I'd be stopping and starting, stopping and starting, going around in this cycle and ending up back at square one literally every time <laughs> so if I wasn't training or in my normal routine like I felt like I couldn't stick to it like if I went on holiday or I had a weekend away it was kind of like oh right well that's it now then just binge for the next two weeks and totally put myself back to square one and that is it it's the key is I really think setting yourself realistic expectations if you want to lose fat it's good to have these little short-term goals and targets but don't put like a really unrealistic time limit yeah. on it commit to making small changes building new habits into your lifestyle so that you can enjoy the process eventually those habits just become part of your everyday life and routine so you'll naturally be making progress and also understand that enjoying social occasions spending time with loved ones that's also an important part of life and really beneficial for your mental well-being um you know, if you go out, if you've got a weekend away planned or a night out, just go out and embrace it, have fun. Recognize that that particular week progress may be a little slower than weeks when you haven't got any events on, but just accept that and accept the fact that, you know, you're enjoying the process along the way and what you're doing consistently is going to have a bigger impact in the long term than that one night where you've also enjoyed yourself and had fun. So just try and enjoy the journey and be kind to yourself, I think. Um, I made my most ever progress when I took that approach, when I slowed down. I ate high calories. I enjoyed my training. I didn't stress about losing a pound every single week like I had done before. And I, that's when I made my most ever progress and I got into the best shape of my life. 
over a longer period of time you know a year later I was in the best shape of my life but what an epic year it was like getting to that position <laughs> loved it yeah, exactly and it is hard to break but um the way I broke it was just going out to for a night with my friends and then the next day just drawing a line under it yeah and not thinking right okay well I've had all that yesterday I might as well just carry on and start again on Monday and I was always starting again on Monday that's yeah. why I wasn't getting anywhere because I was in a hamster wheel so now if I have like a Saturday off like the next Saturday, Saturday after, I'm going to watch um, the rugby. I've got tickets for the All Blacks. I'm going to have that off. I'm going to have a few glasses of wine. And then on Sunday, um, I'm just going to draw a line under it. going to go to the gym and just get back to tracking. Um, so I think just if you do have a day where you maybe go over calories or off plan, um, just draw a line under it. Now, I'd, I don't want you to see it, it as being on plan and off plan. Like with me now, okay, I'm kind of on a plan but I don't see it as being on a plan I see it as just a lifestyle now so that's the thing the mindset you need to get out of is an on plan and off plan whereas if you just with a coach like me and Jess and teaching you how a flexible lifestyle okay you've started something with us but it's not really on plan or off plan so if you go and have a meal with your family we don't call it an off plan meal it's just a meal so it's just maybe changing the way that you maybe word things like don't call things cheap meals don't call food off plan meals on plan meals um you know your diet plan is just basically a diet i think it's just changing the way that you see food and being on plan and off plan just see it as a lifestyle make a big difference yeah that is a massive thing because calling things cheap meals and things like that it just puts you it just makes it negative and it makes you feel bad if you do go over on a different day that wasn't meant to be your cheat meal and stuff like that it's just it's not necessary is it it's life yeah. at the end of the day drawing a line under it is so important both of us we went to the arnold's last weekend i had some protein fudge from the protein queen which was amazing kinder bueno flavor been waiting to try it for ages every time i've tried to order it it's not in stock so it was there so i bloody bought it <laughs> and also those project d donuts oh, in my donuts. life so good so i indulged in donuts some protein fudge and we had pizza in the room um but the next day i was back on it i came home i went to the gym i did my steps i did my cardio i did my leg workout got straight back into my diet like the moment we were back in the house and nothing bad has happened to my life you know this week I enjoyed exactly. it it was an amazing weekend no yeah and uh I've moved on and made more progress this week so happy days <laughs> exactly I was the same I had a couple of donuts not gonna lie um I, I sent I, you a picture didn't I of my uh, half-eaten donuts and you were like I've got them as well <laughs> I was literally sat there eating a hot dog when you set your sent your donuts over I was like yeah I've just eaten one of them I'm now on the hot dogs <laughs> so you did it backwards <laughs> I did it back oh yeah you gotta eat donut first oh yeah they were good to be fair they were lush yeah okay what's the next question okay so last one so this one is of a client. I'm trying to lose weight and cut down on chocolate because this is my weakness. But my partner eats a bar of chocolate now and then watching TV and he, he isn't supportive. Now, 
I might not have the answer you're looking for, but I'm going to give you my answer. I'm going to tell you a little story first. So when I was on, when I'm dieting, so let's go to when I was on prep. I was on a very restricted diet for 18 weeks. Um, I could only eat what's on my diet plan. It was basically boring, rice, chicken, plain beef mints, veg. Um, I couldn't eat diet, couldn't eat chocolate, couldn't have a takeaway. But I would not expect my husband to eat the same as me if he wanted pizza he can eat it if he wanted a bar of chocolate he can eat it this diet my goal is my goal the way i was eating was in line with my goal of course i could sit down on a saturday night and have a pizza with him if i wanted to but that wouldn't be in line with my goal right then i would not expect him to give up all the food he liked because it wasn't on my plan so with your husband I don't, if he's just sat there minding his own business, watching his favourite TV programme, eating a bar of chocolate, I don't see that as not him being supportive. Now, if he's buying a bar of chocolate for himself and buying one for you, and you've asked him not to, then yeah. Or if he's waving it in your face or, you know, asking if you want a bite, then yeah. Maybe have a word with him, sitting down, um, ask him not to buy you any chocolate, ask him not to ask if you want any. Um, but personally... You cutting down on chocolate, that's a you thing. That's your goal. Um, you shouldn't be expecting everyone around you to give up chocolate because that's your weakness. Now, you just need to maybe be a little bit stronger. Or if it is bothering you that much, then maybe go in a different room while he's eating it. You know, you if if your husband, if that's his thing, if that's his thing, if he enjoys eating a bar of chocolate, watching I know only fools and horses, and you can't you can't really ask him to stop that. I don't think that's fair, um, because of your goal. So um, yeah, it's probably not the answer that you were looking for. If it's really bothering you that much, I would remove yourself and go to a different room until he's finished eating it. I personally wouldn't ask him to stop eating it because it's just not fair. Um, yeah, so when I was on my journey to, to, to go to stage, um, I had to give up everything. <laughs> Quite boring. But I wouldn't expect Phil to give up everything. He would eat pizza. I was actually going by him, like McDonald's. Um, and just the smell of McDonald's in the car was amazing. <laughs> How I didn't reach over and pinch a chip, I was quite proud of myself, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't expect him to give up anything because that was my goal, not his goal. So it's probably not the answer you were looking for. But yeah, that's my answer. I'd agree with that as well. I mean, Ronnie eats Domino's and Greg's and ice slices and all sorts when he's not dieting. And at the moment, he's not and I am. So I'm not eating things like that because I'm saving my calories for good food that's going to fill me up. But um, I don't expect him to not eat it. And also, I just don't want it. Obviously, on the odd occasion, when if I am feeling a little bit tired, then my brain starts to say, oh, that looks really nice. I could eat that mm -hmm. right now. But he said to me one day, like, oh, sorry, I'll stop. I'll like get it all out of the house. And I was like, you don't need to. I just I don't want it right now. I'm in the zone. Yeah. Um and I'd also, if you are tracking calories and flexible dieting, like, do you need to cut out chocolate? Like, can you factor in like a little bit? If it's your downfall and you over restrict it, then you're going to end up really craving it and wanting Probably it. Probably end up binging on it. Yeah. So can you like not factor in just a little bit every single day or a couple of nights a week? Just so you've got that something to look forward to and then you've 
you know, you've got your fix because you don't need to be cutting out chocolate and not eating it at all. Like you can fit it into your calories, you know, alongside a load of nutritious meals throughout the day. That can be your one little thing to look forward to in the evening. And even if something small like a, yeah. like a Freddo, which is, you know, less yeah. than 100 calories, maybe, yeah, maybe just factor in something like that and just sit on the sofa with your husband and enjoy a bar of chocolate together. All right, his chocolate bar might be a little bit bigger than yours, but at least then you won't feel like left out um, or feel like he's not supporting you. Um, touch on what I just Jess said, me and Phil went to, when I was on prep, went to a fair. And at the beginning of prep, he, we went to a fair. And he, he was starving. Obviously, I had my meal prep with me. And he apologised for wanting to have a burger from the burger van. So I sat him down and I was like, do not apologise for eating something that I'm deciding not to eat. Yeah. Like, I can yeah. go and buy a burger if I want to buy a burger. But eating a burger right now is not in line with my goal. Like, go and have a burger. Like, don't apologise for it. And I just felt so bad. So from... I was obviously, I felt that I was giving off signals that I didn't want him to he eat that food around me. Yeah. So um, I would make a point then of just well, buying him stuff. <laughs> Anything <laughs> I fancied, I would buy him. I fancied McDonald's, I'd go and buy him a McDonald's. But um, yeah, so yeah, you can't expect people to give up things because that's in line with your goals. It's your goal, not theirs. Yeah, and it's like when you go out for a meal with friends or anything like that, like, you don't have to sit there and order a massive pizza or something really calorific. Like you can make the choice to order something a little bit healthier, you know, like salmon, vegetables and potatoes. Everything is your choice that you make and you can't expect your friends at the table to sit and order something really healthy just because you are, you know, the amount of yeah. times I've sat in a restaurant and everyone's had dessert and I haven't. And they've said in the past, oh, sorry, Jess. And I'm just like, well, no, like I can order it if I want it. I'm making a decision not to order that right now. Oh, sorry, a funny story before I forget. Um, I took two clients to a bodybuilding show for the first time. Not, not last year, it would have been 2019. Um, and we went to Nando's afterwards and I knew what I was having. So I was having the, because I didn't have that many calories because I was on a diet at the time, just the butterfly chicken and the the veg and they were taking ages to order and I was like what are you taking so long for and two girls looked at each other and one of them went I want to order chips and one of them went I want to order garlic bread I went I'm not your PT right now I'm your friend and one of them went oh okay then I'm gonna have the the chicken chips mash and garlic bread and the other one was like yeah I'm gonna have the chicken chips and whatever and I just laughed because they were too scared to order like chips and stuff around me because I was their PT and I was like, for God's sake, order whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I've been in that position as well. It's um, it's funny, but people shouldn't feel like that, should they? Okay, was that last question? That's, that's it. it. Yeah, we're done today. Well, I enjoyed those uh, quick fire questions at the start. I did. I was really nervous, to be honest, because of mine were a bit random. I thought, oh, is it going to be really random as well? But I'm sorry. <laughs> they were all right. They were okay. I'm still thinking of what I'd do when I was invisible, but I will uh, let you know in a few weeks' time once I've decided. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully, you found that um, you know a bit of fun at the start and then insightful as we got into the podcast. Please do let us know if you found it useful. If you've got any questions that you want us to cover, 
on the podcast, send them in to either Michelle or I um, yes. on Instagram or Facebook, however. Um, and other than that, hope you'll have an awesome week and we will speak to you next Monday. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.